You're listening to The Girl Dad Show. Welcome to Season 3 of The Girl Dad Show, where we explore the intersection of parenthood and entrepreneurial spirit. Join me and some incredible guests as we share tips and tricks for finding work-life balance and making a positive impact not only on the world, but also our families. Let's create a fulfilling life together. It's The Girl Dad Show, Season 3. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. Today is another Girl Dad Talk where I share with you the lessons that I'm uh, learning as I go through my professional parenting journey, intermixed between incredible interviews of amazing executives and entrepreneurs that are building career while they're building family. And today I wanna talk to you about a new thing that I've been really um, working through and I'm trying to understand as it relates to both parenting and business. I've been an active business coach now for two years, coaching uh, business owners through the growth and scale of their business. And it has been really, really fun to, you know, become a coach and really understand what that means and develop that coaching skill. And you also start to figure out not only how to get better at it, but just start to collect a lot more data around the different trends that are common between most business owners, which allows you to obviously be better at it. But one of the most prominent things that I have found business owners struggle with is this sense of imposter syndrome or the sense of insecurity that um, prohibits them from either asking for the sale or putting themselves out there in the market as it relates to marketing and creating top of funnel or even as simple as just getting out there to network with um, new people to try to generate uh, customers or employees or whatever that may be. And it usually happens in these cycles. And it's really interesting to think about, you know, more recently as I was working with my daughter through a journey that she was going through and being able to correlate that with my day to day. And in my day-to-day as a business coach, I've noticed that so many business owners, you know, struggle with this insecurity of um, putting themselves out there and meeting new people and uh, getting to know them and asking them for help or asking them for a sale or asking them for uh, an ear to listen to and and pitch to. And uh, this insecurity is very, very common. And it's usually the blocker for them to grow their business because more often than not, it's really a numbers game. You can have an amazing product, you can have an amazing service, but uh, that'll only get you so far. Um, There are very, very few businesses in the world where just the product alone drives all the success and it'll drive enough success and enough people will tell other people about you. But if you truly wanna start to scale it, you do need to start learning the skills of distribution. And distribution does require you to practice the skill of putting yourself out there and dealing with, unfortunately, rejection. And you need to work through this and understand that in order to find your perfect customer that really understands and needs your service and product, you need to hit a certain amount of numbers that will uh, inevitably uh, end in a certain number of rejections. And uh, it's obvious when you think about it from a business standpoint, but it's really, really interesting to see so many business owners struggle with this. And it's one of the biggest commonalities for successful business owners that can't seem to level up past their initial growth with success. And it really hit me hard when the other day my daughter came home 
uh, from school and she was just been having a little bit of a hard time her first for few weeks of school. And I was finally able to like crack the code and get her to start opening up. And it took a while um, to get her to talk about it. She, you know, typically just brushes it off or makes a joke saying there's nothing to talk about or whatever that may be. Um, but I got her into a mode and she started sharing, you know, some of the things that were bothering her. And you could you could tell that something was not as great. Uh, it could be the fact that we moved new schools. It could be the fact that she is now in first grade. There's, there's a lot of changes that are happening. So it could be chalked up to that. But in this instance, we're able to understand that she was hanging out with a friend from friends from uh, preschool that she had known in her um, previous grade. And she had alluded to this fact that, you know, one of the friends was controlling and telling her when she could talk and when she couldn't talk and when she could play and when she couldn't play. And I had asked her, um, what does she do when that happens? And she, you know, shared with me that she just sits there and just kind of follows along until she's um, allowed to play. And obviously this broke my heart and <laughs> made me so emotional, but I um, was able to, you know, start qualifying with her what a friend was to her. And, you know, eventually after a few iterations of questions, I was able to ask her, you know, why she felt this fealty or this loyalty to stay around that, stay around that group when she wasn't allowed to play. And it all boiled down to the fact that like, she, you know, felt that like there was a sense of loyalty, like they had committed to being friends the previous year. And I was able to ask her what a friend was to her. And we were able to work out that a friend was someone that cared about you and you cared about them. And um, you guys uh, loved each other and wanted to hang out and spend time and do things together. And I said, those are great qualifiers for friendship. And we were able to like break it down and, and, lack of better words, I was able to use some coaching to help her understand that, you know, if that's the quality of what a friend is to you, how does that relate to someone telling you when you can and can't play? And um, she started to understand, you could see the light switch happen in her head. And so we were able to talk more about instead of having to like control the environment that you're in, you can always go and find new friends when that happens. And so started to ask her why she doesn't pull herself away from that situation and go find new friends. And it came down to the exact same thing that these amazing business owners go through. It was the insecurity of having to go and ask for new friends and putting herself out there and trying to meet new people at a new school. And it was such an interesting moment for me to realize that, you know, this problem of even finding friends is the same problem that permeates throughout our lives. And I really, really was like struck by the, the fact that I was basically using the same coaching tactic that I use for business owners that are running incredibly successful businesses on my <laughs> six-year-old child trying to like navigate the early stages of child friendships in, you know, in a public school setting. And so often it's something that we just don't think about or just overlook as we you know, become parents and as we become adults and as we become working professionals. But the reality is almost the same. So you need to get yourself out there. You need to put yourself out there and you need to hit those numbers and try to find the people that are a good fit for you. It's like that saying where it's like, um, it's not a saying, it's, I can't remember where I heard this from, but it's like the whole water bottle thesis, right? Where it's like, 
a water bottle from, you know, your house is cheap, right? It's like 50 cents because we bought it from Costco and we bought it in bulk. Great. That same water bottle is, you know, four or five bucks at the movie theaters because they have an upcharge. That same water bottle is, you know, 10 or $12 at a amphitheater or a Coliseum or some sort of sporting event because there's a scarcity in that, you know, and it's hard to access. That same water bottle could be even upwards of $15 or $20 at a prestigious or luxurious uh, club or whatever that may be. And I'm kind of butchering the story, but the thought process on this is that you need to find where you are valued. And um, you can only do that by qualifying what you want and what you value. So once you have that ability to qualify what a good client is or what a good friend is, in, in my daughter's case and in my business owner's uh, case, then you need to do the hard work of putting yourself out there and asking people if they fit that and if they want what you have to offer. And unfortunately, that comes with a lot of risk and it comes with a lot of uh, rejection and, you know, watching Lily, you know, her, her face contort as she expressed that she was afraid of, you know, asking people and she was embarrassed and thinking about all these business owners that I coach and talk to on a day-to-day -day basis, not making the same faces, but also struggling with that same insecurity and inhibition. And so um, I pulled away from that, just realizing that, this is something that like is so is so carnal to our our nature. We want to be loved, and um, we really do fear rejection. And it's really really hard to um, put yourself out there. This episode of the Girl Dad Show is brought to you by Owners Club. As a business owner myself, I know firsthand how challenging the journey can be. Whether it's having someone that I can ask a very tactical question to, or just being able to share my big successes without guilt. Building a business is a lonely journey, and it does not have to be. After building and coaching dozens of businesses to success, there is one insight that is so obvious and simple, yet hard to execute. And that is, network equals net worth. And so if you're a growth-minded, supportive, smart, and hardworking business owner looking for a community of like-minded entrepreneurs to build with, look no further than the Owners Club. You will make lifelong friends and build your business that works for you. You can learn more online at owners.club. Um, as it relates to business, it also relates to parenting. Uh, you won't be able to uh, meet those people that should be, you know, in your lives that fit the qualifications that you're looking for if you don't go searching for them. Um, the chances of them magically coming into your life and, and, and melding and imploding into you is is there, but it's just so much smaller. And it's also not as fast and it won't be as, as many. And so the difference between living a bountiful life and a hopefully good life is literally just this one step of repetition and exposure. And so, you know, I, I'm happy to say that most business owners that I coach and talk to are able to navigate through this and push through. Right. And, and I, I call it an S curve, but it's like any new skill, right? They, they go through these skills, they learn how to, you know, do financial literacy and they're super nervous about it. And I teach them financial literacy and then 
you know, they overcome it and then they become really good at it. And then the next iteration is now they need to be really good at um, calculating KPIs and, and CACTEL TV and, and, you know, net operating costs. And they get scared again and they go into this S-curve, you know, where it's like this constant S-curve of like emotions. And then as they master that skill, they get better at it and they go back up. The entire time, the S-curve isn't linear. It's actually going up and up and up because they're they're continually overcoming this new challenge and overcoming their inhibition and then that in itself becomes the norm because it's just practice 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 and this skill is also um, a skill that you can learn and practice and i'm even more happy to say that my daughter was able to in a few days she didn't bring it up you know we we ask almost every day i've asked every day since you know i had this conversation with her has she asked for new friends? Has she tried to make a new friend when this situation happens again? And I'm very, very pleased to say that after about a week, she did come home very proud of herself that, you know, she made a new friend. And um, she, I asked her what happened and what that looked like. And she said that she was playing with another girl. And, um, you know, in the middle of the play, she asked if like, hey, can we also be friends? And the girl said yes, and she was super happy about it. And they started playing. And I'm sure it's not as big of a deal to that girl as it was for my daughter, but um, I'm very, very happy and proud of my daughter for, you know, trying and putting herself out there and, you know, finding another friend. And I'm hoping that that will lead her to this S-curve where she keeps pushing herself and realizing that it is easy to put yourself out there and that becomes a normal skill set. And that becomes the norm for her. And so, I know it's hard um, to see your kids struggle or, you know, be treated in a way that is not fair, but that's the world. That is the world and it's very, very normal. And um, I think the only thing that I can really try to do in this situation is not be, you know, express my emotions and be upset with it because I think it would be more amazing if my daughter, if I could teach my daughter how to handle her problems and um, coach her through this process of, you know, figuring out what is actually happening, how that makes her feel, figure out what she wants and be able to either extricate herself from the situation or um, solve the situation through, you know, you know, some sort of like problem solving skill set. And it's so amazing to be able to use this skill set that I've been learning coaching business owners over the last two years and just directly apply that to parenting. And I'm, I'm still working on being a great parent, but I will say I'm very proud of the fact that I didn't, you know, let my emotions take the best of me and I was able to stay calm and, and use those skills transferably. And so, um, and, and for those of you that are, um, going through similar things. I'm sure you are as parents. I can't imagine a single parent not having these problems with their kids because kids are learning and they're all kind of gathered together in school and they're, and they're learning their boundaries and roles and rules and they're learning common decency and, and social skills. And so it's bound to happen. And um, if it's any consolation or any help, I, I recommend, you know, really trying to help them navigate the problem and solution through qualifying what the problem is and coming up with the solution and then, you know, putting themselves out there to solve it, right? Trying to solve it. And it's okay if they fail. I'm, I'm almost positive Lily tried the entire week um, before she got success, but she didn't express it. 
And I'm not really sure if that's something I need to work on next to make her feel more comfortable talking to me as she goes. But um, I'm very, very happy and proud of her for working through it. And obviously, I'm very proud of the many business owners that I talk to during the week as they navigate and grow through it as well. But I'm very, very happy to be able to have this role and job now where I can learn these skills that are so important and impactful into our human psychology and emotions. And although it sounds super basic and obvious, it is such a hard thing to navigate because it's so, so filled with emotions and opinions. And um, as a parent, it, it's probably multiples more because you have this like sense of territory and, and, and protection instincts that kick in, but it's illogical to act on those. It's more logical to teach them how to work through those problems. And uh, I hope that this uh, life lesson that I've learned over the last few weeks helps you on your parenting journey as well as on your professional journey. And I hope that you um, continue to check in and tune in. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, the things that I'm learning in my life. And I hope this helps you on your journey. Let's continue to build a life that's fulfilling in every way. Thank you for tuning into The Girl Dad Show. Please don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. This episode of The Girl Dad Show is brought to you by you. We have been working very hard to bring you the best guests and content to the show and have been steadily growing month over month. And we're finally ready to start talking to businesses that want to partner with us to promote on our show. So if you know anyone that would be interested in having me promote their business on The Girl Dad Show, please email us at young at thegirldadshow.com. Thank you for your support and look forward to learning how to be a great parent together.